Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. My name is Ronsley and this is episode 27 of my AI Love Affair. It is part two of a three-part series. It is a conversation, a panel that I have with some really successful buddies of mine who have used artificial intelligence in their business. Ed Dale, Tony Bachet, Jason Everett, and Carl Taylor. Extremely successful, extremely unique business owners in their own right. And this is part two of the conversation. Today, we are talking about using artificial intelligence in experimenting and using it by doing small scale testing and iterative learning. We talk about recursive prompting and it's something that you should know if you don't. We talk about the importance of staying nimble and refining concepts before major investments. And we talk about best practices when it comes to artificial intelligence, efficient AI experimentation. So you're not wasting your time. Come, let's learn. Hey, it's Ronsley. Welcome, you AI geek, to this podcast, My AI Love Affair. Consider this podcast your digital compass, guiding you through the labyrinth that is business growth using artificial intelligence. Running a business as a creative can sometimes be like trying to solve a Rubik's Cube blindfolded, but what if you had a secret tool that could align all the colors for you? That is AI. It's like a master key unlocking multiple doors. Thanks for being here. Let's learn. I want to talk about business principles. We've all been in business for a while. We know the people in business, people that are looking to get into business, people that are new in business. And I want to get your philosophy on business before we move forward. So again, in no particular order, however you feel like answering, what are your business principles and what do you wish business owners, founders especially, what kind of mistakes you wish they, they just avoided? What kind of stuff that you've learned that you'd wish someone not make? I'm a fourth generation entrepreneur, business owner. So, you know, all the way up, parents, grandparents, et cetera. And I come from family businesses that afforded a lifestyle that didn't necessarily afford a crazy big lavish lifestyle and the thing that always was interesting for me is is when when business owners got to a failure point in their business is they create a a business that's really a job and if they are physically unable to or have some issue that comes up their business goes away and I think at the end of the day, what I really wanted to do as I work with business owners now is enable them to have a business that if something happened to them, the business is still an asset. And I think for so many people is like the idea of growing beyond just them as a business is a big thought. Yeah. And I, that's, that's kind of what gets me into business at every level is helping business owners progress past that thought because business should be something that's not just a very expensive hobby for you to pay to go to work at every day, but it should be something that can create generational wealth and impact people and change people and grow people and do some incredible things. If you go just a little beyond what your expectations are, you can create something really powerful that really truly helps people. Beautiful. I almost didn't ask this question, but I'm glad I did. Yeah. Yeah. And so I couldn't express it better than Jason did. So I'll go the other end of the, the spectrum and talk about practicality in business. You know, a lot of people talk about business as being risky. Mm -hmm. Like most people say, you know, like a steady nine to five job. And my first thought when I hear that is, well, if you're the boss, it's very hard to be fired. The best way to have job security is to own the actual business. Yep. If there was literally one thing that I could sort of impart in that is the concept of experimentation. 
right? And these three words, quick, safe, cheap, right? It kills me when people don't take the time to look at what they're trying to do as an experiment. Like people who open up a restaurant, you can do a food truck to test the food. You can go to a hot kitchen and, and test the food. You could go to use somebody's kitchen that's not being used overnight, check it on Uber Eats, see if there's quick, fast, cheap, and it goes to every element of your business. And if you take that concept of experimentation and iteration, because what is AI other than it has the ability to do iterative yeah. experiments yeah. in the millions or billions a second. And the more we can do that in the business, you know, the business that does, and I'll leave it with this, the business that does the most experiments wins. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think from my side, I don't have an entrepreneurial background. I came from corporate and I climbed the corporate ladder. But the thing that frustrated me is seeing unmet potential. When I started my own business, you know, many, many years ago now, but I was like, I just want to help people reach their full potential. So many people, I can see they're made for more. They know that they're made for more. So how can I help them do it? So I think that's always been like my business principle is, is how can I help them go further? How can I help them reach that full potential? And, you know, I don't believe there's any rules in business. Like I'm always saying there are no rules in business. And so I'm really focused on designing your life before your business and forgetting about the rules. Like you can meet that potential and have it work within the framework of your life. I love it. I have a follow-up question, but I'll, I'll wait for Carl to talk about Yeah, well, like I think the thought that really comes up for me listening to everyone and when I think about business is at the end of the day, entrepreneurship is a personal development course. Yeah. That's really what it is. Even for people, like there was a time in my life I believed anyone and everyone could be an entrepreneur. I no longer believe that, but I do believe that everyone should give it a go. I believe it's worth everyone. And if you're stuck at a level, at the end of the day, it's there's some stuff you still got to deal with. And once you deal with that and you transform who you are, and that's why someone who can be so successful can lose it all and they can come back again is because of who they've become in the journey, not because of the money, the resources, sure, like network, all those things give you a leg up, but it's ultimately who you became and how you solve those problems. And that's the biggest thing. Like early on in my business journey, someone said to me, a business is not a business unless it can work without you. And that transformed how I thought about business from an early stage. But most, as to your point, most people don't even think of it that way. But even to get to that point, to know that conceptually, that sounds good, and actually do it, employing people, dealing with that. Like I've got a team of 60 people like that. You've got to deal with a lot of people. And if you're just a one-man band listening to this and you're scared to build a team, like that's your stuff you've got to face. If you don't want to grow past, you don't want to face it, that's cool. Again, that's your lesson. That's, it's just... It's a personal growth journey. That's what entrepreneurship is. People will not even think twice about going into hundreds of thousands of dollars of student debt to like go and do a university yeah, degree yeah, that yeah. they may or may not do. But then you go, oh, hire a VA that's going to cost you 10 US dollars an hour. And they're like, oh, I can't afford that. Or Facebook ads is a learning experience. Like just pinpoint two grand that you can afford to lose so that you can learn and test. It's a course, like, like a living, breathing, learning course. And you have to make an investment in yourself and you have to make an investment in that to make it work. Tony, you were, you were talking about personalization, but you, before, just now you were talking about how can we use AI in that? to make talent more, reach more people? Yeah, it's a great question, Ronsley. When you think about talent, you can't teach a fish to climb a tree. 
Yeah. Right? And so if you're like living in a zone outside of your genius, if you're not tapping into your talents, if you're not leveraging your strengths every single day, you're like a fish trying to climb a tree. So why on earth would you try and climb a tree when you could just like swim further along the stream? We have to realize like things are going to be filling against us, but just lean into our strengths and go for that. And so where I think AI is incredible with that is being an accelerator. If there's stuff that's your strength, so why don't I use something to amplify that, make it go faster, accelerate that, and take you know my stuff and then put it in there and then tweak it and make that go faster. My team, I've like engineered prompts for them so they don't have to be experts in how to engineer prompts. All they have to be able to do is copy and paste. You know? yeah. it's, it's that simple. So I think for me, it's, it's those two things. It's leveraging it as a, an accelerator when it is a strength, but then also leveraging it when it's a weakness to like kind of outsource a lot of that work to ChatGTP or to whatever you know, AI platform you're using. I think there's two problems that really get solved. As a business owner, one of the hardest things to do is hire your first employee. Mm -hmm. Like you're barely paying for yourself a lot of times. Like the goal was you try to hire your first team member. ChatGPT becomes your first team member, right? Now you have kind of like a labor source that's early, that's very inexpensive or free with OpenAI that allows you to do things like that. I think that's part of the talent pool. But on the other side of the talent pool is a training of the talent, and I got this from Carl, we were hanging out in Tokyo, was the ability to use a tool like ChatGBT to train your team, right? So I think in, in twofold, I think AI solves a problem. One is it allows people to have access to people that they wouldn't have ordinarily been able to afford, right? Act like a lawyer, act like an attorney, act like a whatever, a counselor, etc. But then on the other side is when you have that team member, your availability as an entrepreneur is basically zero. Today at our, at our seminar, right, we were talking about being able to basically say, hey, load up what I know and get most of those questions answered. And, and I work in the salon spa space, like I mentioned, and one of the best AI tools that exists right now is they're creating like a virtual brain for the salon. They said, how many times do you get asked by new employees the same repetitive questions over and over again? You you know, do we have a plumber or what's the, what's our insurance company or what's this? Or like, you need to know all these things, just a fact sheet somewhere, but you get bogged down as the business owner. And now all of a sudden you can have all of that information available to you in a chat tool that says, how do we handle this problem? And it can answer its very basic level decisions without bothering the owner. And so it, it, it makes the employee more autonomous and it frees up the business owner's time. And I think those are the two brilliant things that just are starting to evolve that we're just getting in the future of at the moment. And just to briefly add to that, like one of my favorite tools right now is Wisdom AI. And sure. Wisdom AI, you can effectively plug it into you know, anything you have, whether that's like behind your paywall or whether it's publicly. And so for your coaching team, you can actually plug it into like where your, all your SOPs are recorded and then they can search and it will bring up like it'll they'll chat and it'll bring up responses. You can do the same for your coaching clients instead of, you know, trying to have them like navigate around the hub and figure out where to find it. They can just type it in and it'll respond based yeah. on your responses. And it's just, again, that accelerator, like it's very, very cool seeing how it plays out. Yeah. yeah. I'm a blank page baby. T Swift. <laughs> That's what it solves solves the, the biggest issue that all of you have all had since you're in kindergarten is the blank page. That's been your number one fear in creativity. You're staring at it, what the heck am I gonna do with this? And it solves that problem. And if it just does that, right, then your taste as a human being, you have developed a taste because, you know, we've talked about all the things that AI is really good at. Yeah. 
right? And we talked about it being an iteration machine and it'd be able to basically, AI is great, but it's an evolutionary thinker. Yes. You, as a human being, have the capacity to make leaps. Oh my goodness, if we take that cyber-toothed teeth and use it as a tool to cut open the yeah. saber tooth, all of a sudden it's easier. Yeah. AI does not have that capability yeah. yet, yeah. right? And we do. And I was saying to Jason before, if there's one other thing that like, it solves the blank page, but a lot of people say, oh, I got that wrong. I got that question wrong. Isn't that marvelous? That's incredible. A machine got it wrong. That is phenomenal. How very human of it. <laughs> and that, it's in that mistake that the possibility is really exciting. Right? Do I want my brain surgeon to make mistakes? No. Do I want my marketing team to brainstorm and come up with dumb ideas? Absolutely. Right? And that's the exciting part of this, is that as a team, right, with the ability for us to make leaps, and what I see a lot of people working with ChatGPT saying, oh, you got it wrong. Do that again. Now, by the way, if I go to you, Ronsley, and say, you bring me something, I say, oh, Rons Ronsley, you got that completely wrong. Do it again. Yeah. How do you feel? Not great. It's a large language model. So if I'd rather say, oh, hey, I see this good part here. Now we need to fix this, this, and this. Yes. That's how you work with somebody, right? Because, and all ChatGPT and all of its colleagues is, is a language model. And so if you can take that demystification out of the whole process, solve the blank page, and then understand that all of you and everybody listening here brings something amazing to the table, and that thing is taste. Mm. And so instead of saying, no, you got it wrong, if you just take a leaf from the page of improvisation and do all of your conversations with the feel of yes and, you'll get so much more out of the engine because your it's a communication tool, it's not a programming tool. Hey, AI Geek, thanks for listening. Your job doesn't stop here. I want you to lend your voice to the conversation. So you can join those conversations, discussions, new trainings, new recordings, and the rest of the AI Geeks by going to aigeeks.co slash discord. Also, share this podcast with a friend, another potential AI Geek. Until then, much love.